Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Freddy's World. We're kicking off season three with my guest, a guy I have known for quite a while. You know, um, back when I was working downtown, he had an entertainment company, downtown Minneapolis, and he also used to have Bella Note and Blaine on lock. So let him know who you are, my man. Hey, what's up? It's Josh Taylor. Yeah, so pretty much everything you said is true. <laughs> all the rumors are true. Yeah, all the rumors are true, yes. <laughs> Uh, first of all, thank you for coming. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it it's has, yeah. It a has couple to, years. It's been, oh, more than a couple, a couple years. years. yes. Like a decade. Yes. I mean, we're always connected on Facebook, I feel like, obviously. Yes. And then, you know, people go their different directions, and and then, yeah, you kind of just yeah, yes. do your own thing. So let's let's dig in. Um, we also talk about the book because you have a book coming out, right? Is it January or no? So it's actually summer of two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I did catch that at uh, when you did the podcast yeah. last night. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. No, it's such a process. So I got a guy that I'm working with. His name's Scott Allen, and he's like, he's published like eleven books or something like that. So he has like all these books on Amazon, and uh, you know, so we've been doing these Zoom classes. Yeah. And. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about the process, and it's a process. Like, you got to go through editing and rough drafts, and and then you got to, like, you know, um, put it out there. And it, like, takes, like, I don't know, six to, to eight weeks just to, like, get it going after it's finished. And then, yeah, and then you pick a date, publish date, and then you, like, put it up. And, yeah, so. Oh, man. And you start to add it all up, and it's like, you know, like, how many words are you going to do? it? You know, so it's like breaking it down. So it's like. You know, and then, yeah, so it's quite the process, but yeah. So what made you expire to become a writer um, and put this book out? I don't know. Doesn't everyone always, like, think about, like, hey, I want to write a book? (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's the thing, right? Right. No, I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of people really don't know me. Like, I feel like I'm, like, misunderstood, like. Okay. and, And I've gone through so much, like, craziness in my life, like, growing up as, like, a kid to like getting to the point where I was even doing stuff downtown. Like when that moment happened for me, I felt like I made it. And a lot of people don't know like what it was like before that. Cause yeah. they're like, this is what I know of Josh. I don't know the other Josh. I don't know before that. So I feel like there's so much to talk about. And it's kind of that process of like growing and trying to like better yourself, like, you know, every day really. And then for some people it takes a while, you know, it's not like a, a quick process. So. So what's what's the what's what's the name of the book first of all? Bring me back to life. Okay. Yeah, and uh, originally it was going to be a different title, but I kept going back to this one, and I was like, no, that's it, because it really is just like it's talking about like the struggle, and everybody has their their struggles. Yes. They're different, you know what I mean? And I feel like some people just feel like they're just worn out, and it's like, what is it going to take to get your life back? So would you say this is kind of like a more of like a flashback of your life or like a self-help book or... Yeah, so it's a memoir. So yeah, when you were talking about that, you were definitely spot on with that. But also kind of a self-help. And even and when I talk about self-help, I still need help. You know what I mean? Like, So it's like, but I've learned through like different things in my life, um, you know, like this could help you. It's helped me. And it's a process. It's always going to be a process. So that's kind of my mindset on the book yeah yeah because i remember the first time i saw you posted on facebook which i said we haven't seen each other <clears throat> probably like over a decade or so oh yeah and i saw it i was like oh man that's I, that's that's kind of dope you know i was like all right he's putting the book I out you know that, yeah. like 
I'm like, what stories are you going to have? Because, like I said, when I met you, you were still doing your, you were doing Taylor Entertainment, so that's the Josh I knew. Right. So, so, I, did, I, did, so, so I didn't, I didn't yeah. know the Josh before that, so I'm thinking to myself, man, I bet this motherfucker will have some crazy stories in that book about those days, but... This, yeah, I mean, yeah. if I just wrote about that, that'd yeah. be a book, right? I mean, I don't know if people would be interested in that part of it. But, yeah, that's definitely a book in itself, I th- I feel like. I mean, you probably have a book from those days. Yeah, like I said, when we <laughs> met, we both were working when downtown was safe and fun, you know, I mean. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, so different now. I, and I don't even go downtown. Do you go? No, the fathers, I, if I do go out, uh, I probably go either Pub 42, which is up the street, or like the West End area in St. Louis Park. Okay. Yeah, that's like the fathers I go, man. I mean, yeah, I don't even like, yeah, I don't even go out. I mean, unless I'm DJing. Yeah. You know, which is whatever, so. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we go, we go jump into the, like I said, how I met you. Um, like I said, you was, and we'll come back to the book a little, little bit. Um, like I said, I was working at the Annex, you know, and you're still doing the Taylor Entertainment. Um, so what made you decide that I, I want to do, become a club promoter and, Cause you had like a nice little crew with you too that yeah that helped you out. Like you had TJ who was on my podcast. And yeah, shout out to TJ. Shout out TJ. He just came TJ. out last night. He yes. was at Cowboys, and I was like, you try to. He called me. He's like, oh man, I'm not gonna make it. And then <laughs> two should. seconds later, he's like, oh. yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I love TJ. TJ's yeah. a character, but I still love him, man. <laughs> TJ is his own person, which yes, I love that. I like, do I don't know anybody like TJ. He's his own person, and I love it. Yeah, his little video of like. Uh, taking the video of the guy in his garage. Yeah, just all chill. Yeah, just yeah. He was so chill. When like he this guy. That. This guy maybe want to like harm you. Maybe yeah. you know who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? He's just sitting there like TMZ he, with his camera. Yes. Out. Like, hey man, I got you. Yeah, like like it was like Kevin Hart coming out the bar. What the fuck you doing out the bar? Yeah. Like, who are you fucking? Like? Yeah, I mean he got. He was just on the news. Like, yeah, he made some noise with that video. Yeah, the so, guy got. I think he got caught, or somebody got caught. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, but yeah. Let's. What made you yeah. become? What made you start Taylor Entertainment back in the day? Yeah. So uh, Taylor Entertainment. Um, actually, first of all, I can't even take credit for the name. My guy Jesse. It used to be called. So when you said Taylor Entertainment, yeah, that's what I used to call it. Okay. And it was very short lived. And he's like, dude, that's too long. He's like, call it Taylor Entertainment. I was like, okay. I always thought it was Taylor Entertainment, but okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to call it. Yeah. And I originally it did, and then. He's like, Taylor Tayman. I was like, no, that's better. It's less work. You know what I mean? Because that's just how, I mean, it's marketing, right? Yes. So Taylor Tayman. It was like, okay, that works. But that was before I even made it downtown. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess really my first party, I was throwing parties in Northeast Minneapolis. It's where I grew up. Okay. And so I would throw these parties at like different venues, like P&A Hall and Rushford oh, man. Hall. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, and we would, and we would get all these kegs, you know, I get like 20 kegs. Back when it was like they weren't being tracked and all that craziness. Yes. And I just throw a party. My first one, uh, 1999, December. And it was uh, 250 people. And yeah, first party right off the bat. I was like, okay, like this is the thing. And I so I kept doing it. I did a party probably every month. And, And then it just kept growing. 300, 400, 500 people. Like more people than I probably could get downtown when I started working downtown, really. Yeah. Because 
crazy enough is when I tra- when I started doing downtown stuff, a lot of the Northeast cats weren't even, they're like, oh, man, I'm Northeast. Like, I'm yeah. not going downtown. Yeah, it's funny how people, like, this is my area, this is where I go to. It's yeah. kind of like Minneapolis-St. Paul. Like, you stay one, you like, you're in Minneapolis, you stay on Minneapolis, and you're St. Paul, you stay in St. Right. Paul. Right, and, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, some people came out, but for the most part, they're like, you know, and then they were getting older and stuff, too, you yeah. know, so they're. They were calming down, you know, maybe getting married, having kids, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I was never in that mindset at that point in my life. So, yes. But yeah, so yeah, I was throwing parties and uh, yeah, we would rent all this equipment and get all these kegs and we had, you know, shot girls and yeah, it just got crazy. And then the police started coming for me. Oh, and so man. I started planning these like escape routes. And yeah, I remember one specifically at the PA hall. And this was like the second or third time the police showed up, like in force, like oh, not wow. just a couple cars. Like I'm talking like 15 cars. Damn. And and, you know, because, well, the first time it was like a huge fight outside. And I was like, OK, you know, and I'd hire like guys like you, like just, you know, 10, 15 security guys. But, you know, looking back, some of them were drinking. Some of yeah. them weren't like taking it seriously. So, I don't know. It was chaos. Kind of a chaos thing. But, yeah, this one time, this, like, group of dudes showed up. They all had, like, rifles and guns, and they were just, like, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I jumped in the middle of it. Like, hey, man, you guys can't be shooting up the place. Yes. Like, chill out, man. <laughs> right? So, and this is Northeast. Like, yes. so, like I mean, I, I've seen some stuff go down for sure. But they're like, all right, Josh, because it's you. And I was like, okay, that dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah. But, like, never had any shootings or stabbings. You know, a couple fights here and there. But, yeah, um, yeah cops came. Boom, ran down the back exit. <laughs> Where's <laughs> Josh? Nope, Josh is gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> never got me, yeah. Okay. Did get some charges out of it later, but I think mm. for the most part they got dropped. <laughs> I mean, I, mean there, I, I ran from the police in my youth back in the day. But if oh, you're yeah. listening, kids, which... I don't know why this podcast is for 18 and up, but if some of you kids underage is sneaking and listening to this, whatever, you know, oh, I, don't, don't run for the police. <laughs> don't run for the police. My whole fan base is kids, so you're going to have all kids on oh, here. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we heard it from Uncle Freddy's podcast. Run for the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't comply. Run. <laughs> Just run. Just run. <laughs> but all oh, seriously, don't, don't run for the cops. No, don't we, do we, it. We, were, we were stupid back then. Yeah. The day. Yeah. So after so, what made you decide to venture out downtown? Was just Northeast was was Northeast was the block getting too hot from these parties or just? I mean, I would have kept going with Northeast, um, but what happened was, yeah, basically David Cook. So yeah. my cousin, uh, he um, owned a mortgage company, and he started getting into like the entertainment scene. He never drank or anything. He was yeah. always sober, but for some reason, he liked to be in the club and just hanging out vip i don't know for me i would might be a little hard but it worked for him but so he invested into escape ultra lounge oh i missed escape escape was one of the most beautiful clubs ever downtown minneapolis that was it it was like escape <laughs> and then a spin came a little bit after that yeah. and those were like the compete you know competitors right there yeah well yeah so so my cousin linking up with Dave's like hey why don't you come talk to david you know, and he was intimidating. I don't know. Have you met David in person? Uh, what? David, David, David. Big dude. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. He's like. He, he was a big dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was intimidating. And when he talked, he was just slow and just like precise. He was like, Josh, what is your plan? 
I'd be like, whoa. You know, it's yeah. Just that right there. I'm like, all right, man, here's my uh, proposal. He's like, oh, you got a proposal? So I came in like, it wasn't just like, yeah, I can throw parties. I like had it all written down. Nice. And I'd be like, here's the plan. Here's the proposal. Here's the marketing plan. And he was like, all right, let's try it out. So I started throwing parties at Escape. Okay. It was right after um, kind of the the tail end of Escape. I didn't okay. get in the, the prime days. Okay. Um, I know Beecher used to do a lot down there and that yes. was like the prime like it was packed and and i kind of came after okay yeah so we started throwing parties yeah and they were decent they weren't like super packed or anything mm-hmm. like that but yeah that's kind of like how i got downtown so okay. my cousin really yeah yeah so you made that transition from escape to was it you went to spin after that right or no i never did to... anything at spin okay no a matter of fact they kind of um it was like more of a competition. I felt like they thought like, no, you're, you're over here. We're not going to have you at spin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true or not. It just kind of felt that way. Yeah. Cause then you had, cause at that time there wasn't really any like promotion, promotion, like big ones. No, no, it wasn't. Like I said, the only promotion company I remember back in the day was your company at the time, you know? Well then, so do you remember Infinergy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's where Travis was before he came yes, over to Travis. Tra- yes. And it was uh it was uh It was him, Omar, Omar Caliboy, James Lang, I believe. Yeah, cuz yep. Yeah, cuz I used to um they used to come to Annex for cuz Annex had this special, the free drink special from 9:30 to 10:30, I believe. So I will always like put Travis and those guys on my list and they'll come get some free drinks or whatever, but yeah, I remember Infinity as well. So we became uh we weren't Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like it was a battle. It was like East Coast West Coast beef. Back well, I started get hearing rumors like, oh yeah, F Josh, F Taylor Tayman, like whoa, who's this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So and they were at Spin. Yeah. And so that's kind of part of it too. I was like, well, I'm not doing anything at Spin then. Yeah. I'm gonna stick over here, and uh, you know, I was doing Escape, and then I actually went to Barfly. That's where I was. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, and and that's when it started getting crazy. Uh, we had lines down the street. We put a hot tub outside once, right on. Uh, is oh. that that's not first? That's Hennepin, right? That's Hennepin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Nice. On Hennepin outside. <laughs> nice. Full of girls. Yes. Line down the street. I was like, we did it. We made it. We yeah. Yeah. That's that. Like Didn't some, get paid very much. <laughs> hey, that's some PDD shit right there. Yeah. That's like, man. You no, guys, it was. You guys put a hot tub in the middle of fucking. It was right outside, right on the the sidewalk there. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Because that, that was kind of my thing. I'm like, what, what can we do that nobody else is doing? And people caught on real quick. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we got to be like Taylor Tayman. And that's when the hating started coming. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I can take it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but. Yeah. I don't, did you do, I, I'm not for sure. Did you ever, cause like I said, I met you when I worked at the Annex. So yeah. Did you actually do stuff with the Annex at the time? Or you just like came in and just hung out for a bit and. Kind of dipped and did your own thing, or so that was the thing with uh, they didn't want promoters there at all. Yeah, They're okay. like, but I was the first one, and I did. They paid me. They paid me to come in, and we did some stuff. And then we did. We were a part of like some of their like uh, what was it entourage? Yeah, we had the entourage. I remember the entourage, which I hated working it because I hate I hate because it, it was just so. Oh, I'm with this person. I'm with this person. Just like. Oh, like I, 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 I mean, I had fun, but at the same time, the the entourage party was fucking chaos. The entourage was probably the end of my reign at that place because oh. 
yeah, not a lot of people know, but like Rob didn't like it. He was like, because there was tons of people coming to the door like, I'm with Josh. Yeah. But they weren't letting him in. Really? And then all of a sudden, then they're like, oh, Pip, Pip's the winner or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I had a lot of people you just weren't letting in. For what? I had to keep going outside. Why are they not getting in? They were like, oh, there's something with the dress code. Or I'm like, and then I found out later, Brandon was always like, Rob just didn't like you. He doesn't, he doesn't want promoters here. I'm like, okay, well, this place is crazy. And he's making a ton of money. And he just felt like he didn't need promoters. Yeah. Well, maybe he didn't. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't know the back end of that. But I remember I remember Pip was like one of our regulars, dude. So Well, he brought a lot of people. Yeah, he, I brought, mean, yeah, the, he did. Yeah. He, no disrespect to him. Yeah. Hey, all fairness, he won. But I, yeah. but I knew there was a lot of people not getting in for me. So I was like, that's kind of a messed up yeah. deal. Felt like it was targeted because of Rob. Uh-huh. But Which rest know. in peace, Rob. Well, you know, rest he, in peace, yeah. Yeah, he, Rob was always good to me, man. And it was funny. I used to work the VIP rope downstairs. Okay. And Ivy and, Kay, and Kayla, they were the, the VIP oh, hosts. Ivy. Yeah, oh, man. Shout out. To, I still, I love Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but I was taking money on the side like Vegas. <laughs> like, put, like, I'll let you in and put some money in my pocket. I mean. I mean, it's like, why, why wouldn't you? It's like, why not? Yeah. Which. Then the rumor, I don't know if it's true or not. Like, I, I still chat with Ivy. I just never asked her about it over the years. So, according to the, what I heard, uh, her and Kayla were mad that I was taking money. So, Rob called me, like, after the shift. So, I go in this office, and me and Rob are cool. I have never, like, I always had, like, an open relationship. And I remember Brandon was in the office, too. Oh. Shout out to Brandon. Brandon's awesome, dude. Oh, I love Brandon. Brandon oh, and Brandon's awesome. One of the... Probably two, one of the best person I ever worked for in the nightclub business, him and him and Rob, because just the relationship we had. And Nick Dodge, they, they were fucking awesome. Okay. So we get in the office, so I'm sitting there, and Rob was just like, Freddie, I just want you to be honest with me. I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. He's like, so where's around going that you're taking money for, for the because you work in the VIP? Open, I'm like, I'm like, at first I was like, what do you mean? He was like, there's been talk that you've been taking money and letting people in VIP. And he was like, did you do it? I was like, yeah, here's how much I made. I put like $300 cash. <laughs> set it right there. Brandon just cracked up laughing. He's, he's like, like okay. he's laughing his ass off. <laughs> like, he's like, oh my fucking God. He just, like, I just pulled it out. Like, yeah, here you go. Like, yeah, not, I mean, nothing of it. Like, I mean, I wasn't going to lie about it because to me, I thought I was doing a service. Right. And it's like, why not? I mean, Rob paid, Rob paid up the bouncers in cash. Like, he paid as well. But I think with me taking the little action and then making three hundred dollars doing that, I mean he wasn't mad. He he, he just kind of looked at me like the, just like this motherfucker just really did that. And Brandon just cracked up like Brandon like lost it. He was damn near in tears laughing. And Nick Dodge just kind of had his head down, just shaking it like <laughs> what the fuck, dude, like laughing. So I was open and honest about it. So Rob was like, "All right, so you know what? This is what we will do." You just give Kayla and Ivy 50 of that. You keep that, and we'll just take you off the rope for a while for the VIP. So that's when I started becoming the escort, like being outside and escorting okay. people downstairs. Little did they know you can skip money there, yeah, too. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> skipping money there, too. But I was just like, all right, whatever, you know. But, yeah. And that's when Manny, I met, shout out to Manny. I believe Manny's still at Rick's. Short okay. Manny, yeah. So Manny wound up doing the rope, okay. working a rope, dude. So, I mean, so if anybody ever wanted to know the story, that's why I got taken off the VIP uh. rope at Annex. Uh, I don't know if the rumor was true if Kayla and Ivy were mad about that. I'm not for sure. But I just remember just pulling out 300 cash and just in front of Rob. And Brandon just fucking lied. Brand, Brand, I think Brandon would have made it worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, 
I can picture it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just made it worse because Brandon was like, <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was like, and Nick Dodge just hit his head, like shaking it, and and Rob, it looked like Rob wanted to be pissed, but it was like he was trying to hold in from laughter at the same time. So he was just like. Give him 50 bucks. Hey, honesty, like, honesty yeah, is the right. best policy, yeah, though. Like, like right. people don't expect that. So you're yeah. like, yeah, here it is. You're like, oh, I was hoping you would say you didn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I could be pissed. Yeah. Now I can't be, be mad. Big, yeah. He was like, but yeah, but after that, man, I always had like a good working relationship. And like I said, rest in peace and with to Rob. Yeah. Rest in peace to Mike Timone, a bouncer who I worked there who passed away a couple months ago, who was like oh, my okay. Samoan big brother. He was the one that kind of. Showed me the ropes of becoming a bouncer downtown because okay. um, I was like I was still young, you know, and kind of like gun hole. Like he was like, "Dude, you got a great personality. Just be you, man. You don't got to be like the tough guy bouncer. Just be you." So and he would, yeah. pick, and I didn't have a car at the time, so he would pick me up, dude, bring me home. So I mean, so rest in peace, Mike Tamone, man. I, I love you, man, and yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I know it's been uh, it's crazy. The older you get and people start passing away and it's like sometimes it's like you know day after day almost like what the heck's going on man, really yeah. it's just like shit we're just getting older man yeah like i said especially this year man because i lost about yeah. 13 14 friends this year man like from that's some crazy from suicide from some from methamphetamine man but yeah were these all people that like were part of the downtown scene no these were like some were um, I had good connections with outside of downtown. Yeah, there weren't that. Some were like people from high school or people who I met. But at the same time, I was still cordial with them if I saw them out. Excuse me, had to belch. But um, yeah, it's just losing that amount of people in the year. It, it could get to you, man. I just, I mean, just one. I mean, yeah. thirteen. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy, man. This is crazy. Well, man. You're t- like I said, I messaged you. I was like, you're tough. You're way more tough than me, man. Because I don't know, thirteen. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, but. At the end of the day, I just try to remember the good times, you know. Yeah. Just, I don't want to say shrug it off, but I still have the good memories in the back of my head. So, celebrate the life yeah. instead of like, yeah, no, I get that, yeah, yeah. So back, so back to you on this book. Enough about me; they hear about me all the time. <laughs> but um, what um, some of the key points that you wanted to get in this book? Yeah. So I mean, quite a few, really. I mean, it's the memoir part. So I'm going to talk about. You know, just my childhood growing up, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, you know, the Taylor-tainment days, uh, you know, talk a little bit about like transitioning into DJing uh, and owning a business and, you know, being a family man. And then a lot of it has to do with this, like parts of your life. So like your health, right? Which we were just talking about earlier before we started the podcast our sobriety, right? Yes. Like that's part of that. Like, yes. you know, just, just, you know, getting our shit together really, because in the end, like, I don't know, man, health is important. And yes. And for me, I don't want to be 50, 60 years old and be like, okay, I can't do shit. I see way too many people just like taking medications, not living a full happy life. They're not happy. It's like, you're just getting by at that point. Yes. I don't want to get by No, I want to be like, healthy all the way okay. to the end so how long have you been sober congratulations not that i mean okay. so so i mean it's been about two months okay but i've done it before i've done it multiple matter of fact i was like i think the longest i've gone is like six months seven months okay. that was in the prime of my dj career okay i was djing five nights a week 
I was at Wild Onion, Moose Country. Ooh. I think I was doing some. Might, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say this about the Wild Onion in St. Paul. These kids with these skinny jeans could go in that club with no problem. I remember back in the day, we used to have like bring three or four outfits for Wild Onion, man, because people couldn't get in with tattoos on their neck. Oh, your jeans are too baggy. They were super strict. Yeah. And I think everybody knows what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. We all knew there was a little, yeah. I felt there was a little racism involved. There was. There was. 100%. Yes. I th- I saw, it. As a matter of fact, one time I was, I mean, hey, God bless everybody who worked there, whatever. But I was DJing, and I was pretty much just a robot. They're like, play what we say to play, and that's it. And I'm like, cool, all right. you know. So I'm trying to like really conform to what they want. I had no creative ability to do my own thing. And if they saw a certain type of crowd, it wouldn't matter. They'd be like, play country. I'm like, I don't even know country music. Why do you want me to play country? Yeah. And it's like... And then it was funny. Actually, this this girl came up. She was black, and she actually requested a country song. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, ah, in your face. Was it was it like the, the fishing in the dark? I don't even know. <laughs> I what like, it was. Only know only there's a couple countries like fishing in the dark, two pina coladas. But I wanted to give her a huge hug. I'm like, you know what? Because they were probably like, you know what I mean? They were looking at it like, okay, yeah. not to say it was just black people, but I'm saying probably primarily. And I think they had a lot, a lot of controversy when they shut down about yeah. that. Yeah. And like I said, I like I said, that's probably one of the few spots I ever got turned down at. <laughs> it was bull, it was bullshit. It, it was it was bullshit because I remember even like some of my white friends would have like the same Tommy Hill figure jeans in. They get in there. Oh, yours is too baggy. We have the same pair of jeans, right. bro. Like, yeah, there was also there was also racial shit. I mean, when they went. Fuck you, it, start, it starts at the top. Yeah. And I think everyone else is like followed the... Yeah. No, I want to say everybody, but I, I, certain people probably like, yeah, I'm going to f- follow what they tell me what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Fuck you, Wild Onion. I'm glad, <laughs> glad you guys closed down. Burn that shit to the ground. <laughs> I met a few people out of there that yeah. were cool, but yeah, for the most part, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, Wild Onion. <laughs> Not letting me and my black friends in because we're wearing Tommy Hilfiger jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Hill, yeah, yeah, for real. Seriously. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, uh, now I'm serious. We used to have to bring like two or three outfits so we could get in, man. Like it was just ridiculous. I never understood it then. Even when I worked and bounced downtown, like we had a little dress code, you know. But we we carried it for everybody. Like there was times I worked the door, and I felt if you were black or white, if I felt your outfit was garbage, right. you weren't coming in. Right. Like that's take, how it should have been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like take some time and. Pride to put yourself together. That's how I looked at it. Especially if you're going downtown. Yes. Wild Onion was a college bar. It's not yeah. like you have to really dress up. It's just like, you know what I mean? People show up in sandals probably. Yes. I can. I did not know you worked there. Wild Onion. I worked there for about a year. Moose Country too, yeah. And then I had, I don't remember what I was doing on my weekend gigs. Might have been Bella at the time or Bella Note or maybe Poor House. Okay. So I was doing some stuff there. Yeah, because I knew you had Bellanote on Blaine and lock on lockdown, man. Wednesday was, nights. Yeah, Wednesday nights, which it was ta- Taylor Tainment yes. night on Wednesday night. You guys, I've been, I was there a few times. Oh, then. did you come? Yeah, I came a few times. Then. You guys had that shit on lock, man. It was a like, Wednesday night nice. in the suburbs. Yes. Pat. That shit today don't even happen. Yeah, no. On a Wednesday? No. Man, if you if you know of a place, tell me, because I'd like to know. No, I haven't seen it <laughs> since you guys. Like I yeah. said, I'm... Like I said, I don't go to the I don't really go to the Blaine, uh, Noka, or Coon Rapids area, 
But I, I made for the most part. For the it's most not part, that great. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I came to a few Bella Note Nitro on Wednesdays back in the day, and you that shit looked like it was on a Saturday, and they're like, man. So that's when I started. De- that's when I started DJing, and I okay. was horrible. Really, I was bad. And I was there with Lucas from KDWB, and we worked. We ended up working together a lot after that. Like okay. probably like a good eight years, All like right. strong. And uh, everywhere I went, somehow we just like, yeah, let's get Lucas over here. Started doing the same thing with Dan Riggs too. I was like, you know, because Lucas started doing other stuff. I was like, yeah, let's go, Dan, and me and him would do, you know, a ton of stuff together too. But yeah, so. I was bad though. I couldn't mix. I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. I just started. Yeah. But because of my popularity with Taylor Tainment, they're like throw him in the DJ booth because to them it was like I was getting paid less, really. Yeah. Doing less, obviously. I'm just there, but people still came out, and so and that's another whole story of like when it, the hating started when I got downtown because I transitioned to, and one guy actually even told me straight up I was DJing at um, International Market Square. For New Year's Eve, and he's like, I gotta admit, man, like when you first started DJing downtown, I was pissed. He's like, I was like, I get it. I was like, I even thought about it myself. Yeah. Like, I should have no, I, there should be no way I'm DJing downtown with my skill level. Yeah. And I was because I brought people and these other DJs didn't. Yeah. Still to this day, very few DJs bring people in the door. Yeah, the few the DJs that I know, person that still bring people, DJ Soda. Yeah, he still he brings. He brings, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. he bring it. Ben Quam. I mean, I don't know if he still D. I know he MCs a lot. Yeah. So I mean, shout out to Quam and his podcast. Shout out to Quam. Yeah. Yes. That's far. That's and um, I don't know some of the new DJs because I don't go out much. There's still a lot of the same DJs. Yeah. Yes, yeah, strange. Oh, DJ, uh, J- Tappy still brings. I was just gonna say, strange, yeah. strange love. Strange love. Shout out. He to always brings. Yeah, he always brings people. Yeah, strange love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but a lot of them, like you know, they just it's just a thing. Especially you've been you've been doing it for so long. Like, yeah, people might start coming out at the beginning, but like it tapers off unless you're like a celebrity DJ, mm-hmm. which you know we're all locals. Yeah. One thing I do want to say that. Minneapolis, please don't bring Paulie D back. He's a horrible fucking DJ, man. <laughs> but to see, that was me. Wait, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're, but you're better than Paulie D, man. I'm sure. Well, maybe Paul, now. Paul, Paulie D. I mean, I, I I saw him one time. He came to Epic. Yeah. And I went with a female friend of mine because her boyfriend can go. And this when Jersey Shore was popping off. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. Man, that was the most horrible DJ show I have ever experienced, man. He saw. I thought the mixing was garbage. The music selection was garbage, but hey, he piggybacked off Jersey Shore with his DJ career. That's what I'm man. saying. So he's just like getting paid, like yeah. you know what I mean. He's like, oh well. But Minneapolis, <laughs> please stop bringing D- Paulie D. He fucking sucks. Wasn't he here just yeah, recently he was, again? Yeah, and um, I know a couple people that saw him. They were like, man, he sucked. <laughs> sucked again. Okay, yeah. he didn't get any better. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's been here three times in the past three times. I have heard that he fucking sucked. Yeah, he just coming in and off of that that show. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and that's that's you know, to the to the people who own the clubs, they don't care. They're like, I'm making money. Yeah. And if it sucks, it sucks, but people came. Yeah. My my goal is, is to get on the Bachelorette so I can show up in the Freddy's World podcast t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like, let me at least let the black guy stay for two episodes at okay, least. You know? Okay, okay, okay. And you could I just want to promote my podcast where I'm here. Just wearing a Freddy's World. So what you do? Point to the t shirt, Freddy's World Podcast. You know, uh, did you know Brandon? It was Brand- uh, Andrine. 
He was on The Bachelor. Yeah, he was on The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bachelorette. Or yes. was it whatever? Yeah, yeah, I don't even know. Is it The Bachelor or Bachelorette? The Bachelorette. Yeah, because yeah, he's so a that's guy, all yeah. guys. Yeah, and then you're girl, going for yeah. one girl. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make it very far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it. But hey, Brandon, I still love you, buddy. Yeah, shout out to you, man. <laughs> there was a couple Minnesota cats that was on there, man. Um, there was um, a oh, dude, there yeah, was another one. Yeah, there was another guy, um, mixed guy that played for. He he went to Washburn. Um, he used to play for the Vibe. I think his name was Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he was on the Bachelorette. I mean, he didn't make it far either. But oh, okay. like I said, I'm just gave you your up. best shot. Yeah, hey, I'm just trying to get on there with a Freddy's Wear a Podcast t-shirt just to be seen by millions. Like, you kick me out after the second episode. All right, you hear that, Bachelor, right? If you're yeah. listening, yeah. sign this guy up. Yeah, just uh, I'm just going to keep it real. Like, I don't like you. I don't give a damn you don't like me. Just let me promote my podcast. <laughs> I don't He's gotta- not there to promote his podcast. He's kidding. <laughs> yes. Wink, wink. Wink, wink, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so where were we at? Uh, yeah, Bella. And yeah, Bella and Hotel. Yes, you had the Wednesday nights on Locked Up there. Wednesday man. was dope. Yeah, we did a lot of shit up there. We did yeah. we did these parties called Glamorous, and everybody had to, like, dress up, dress up. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. That's, yeah. like, some of my favorite parties. Yeah, I just want to ask, what was some of, the fav- your, some of your favorite parties that you threw back in the day? Uh, yeah, no, that was one of them. Um, let me see, man, we had so many, I don't know. So we called it the, so the one at Barfly, we called it the Bikini Bowl. Okay. And I ended up doing like two more after that, but that was one of my favorite too. Uh, favorites. We did a lot of, uh, yeah, everyone's girls showing up in bikini. I mean, I don't know. I can't, I can't believe you had a hot tub out. That had to be fucking dope to see, man. I had a hot tub. You know where else I had a hot tub? Envy Nightclub. Inside though. We didn't really? do it outside, but I had one inside. Man. And that's kind of where I met my baby mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to my baby mama. Shout out to, the ba- shout out to Josh's baby mama. I don't know you. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> no, no. She's cool, though. She's yeah. great. What song was playing? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what song was playing. Yeah, I'm sure it was some Bootylicious shit. Some Bootylicious shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was DJing? Probably Dudley. Dudley was DJing in the front room usually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dudley's still DJing. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. And, and, shout out Dudley. Yeah, shout out Dudley and Nick Dirt. He's still... Yeah, DJ, yeah. Um, I can't always fuck up his name. DJ Magman or... Mag- Mad Mardigan. Mad Mar- Mardigan, yeah. Yeah, Mad Mardigan. Yeah, yeah. He's tearing shit up. He's yeah. got like all pretty much all the sporting like events yeah. on lock. Yeah, good for him, it, man. man. I'm yeah. happy for him. Hell yeah. Yeah, I went, to, I went to junior high school with that kid, man. Oh, seriously? Yeah, Olsen Junior High in Bloomington. Yes, Nick Dirts. Okay. Now, sorry if I fucked up your last name. My bad. But yeah, he's always been a super cool dude, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, he's um, yeah, he's been on the grind for sure. Yeah, I kind of, I've always kind of followed his story because I've been like, okay, man, he's doing his shit, you know? Yeah. So a lot of people like look at it and get like envious or jealous. I'm like, no, man, I'm proud of that. Like yeah. anybody who can shine in Minneapolis, go for it. Like yes. I'm all in support of that. And unless you're talking shit about me, then I don't support <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I, but- I feel the same way, man. My <laughs> podcast is like, I, I'm all about bringing, just showing what Minneapolis has to offer, man. That's why I try to interview so many local people that have stuff going on, you know? I mean, yeah. And got like a great story. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. We should be building each other up. Like too many people are just like, oh, that's my competition. I need to like, you know, take them down. Not necessarily take them down, but just like you you don't support them. You're just kind of like almost in competition all the time. And it's just like, yeah, man, there's DJ, there's tons of DJs better than me in Minneapolis. And hey, that's perfect. 
I don't want to be the best DJ. That's not my end goal. Yeah. So good for them. I'll give all the shout outs to everybody I think is better than me. And, and hey, that's how it should be. Yeah. I, like I said, I make sure I give everybody their roses. Yeah. You know, like I said, <laughs> when I did, when I shout out to Doug for having me on again. Thank you. I had a blast at Gypsy Wonder, Gypsy Jones, whatever you want to be called, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Gypsy, you were awesome. And it was awesome meeting you and your husband, um, Toxic King. Yeah, no, I liked uh, what you guys were talking about. Yeah, that was yeah. that was hitting uh, that was in home for me. Yeah, we talked about we talked about relationship. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. I just want to say, just thank you guys for just for allowing me to come on your platform. So, because like I said, the, um, when I met Doug at the networking event, he he felt I felt like he was the only one I really clicked with. Yeah, there. So we were like, hey, dude, let's work together, man. And we finally got the opportunity and made some magic like we i really had fun you know so, he has a nice setup i was yes. like wow this is really nice yes i got camera camera, camera kept changing yes, i was like which camera do i look at you yeah know? that was but, legit it was i was like man i gotta step my game up man <laughs> i gotta hey, do, you I, gotta start somewhere. somewhere yeah i gotta i gotta do hit now holding a camcorder from the 80s you know yeah yeah yeah. put in a new vhs tape we're running out <laughs> yeah well you know technology i think there's a lot of stuff out there it's super okay. easy to use not even that expensive really yeah yeah but I just want to just say thank you again to Doug. And like I said, I'm always here to spread the love. Because like I said, we have a lot of talent here in Minneapolis, man. Yeah. No, there's tons of talent here. Yeah. A lot of artists. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, DJs. Yeah. I agree, man. So I, I got, I'm starting, like I said, this is the first episode of season three. Yeah, I season three. Whoop, whoop. Top 100 in the Apple podcast. 81 out of 100. It's a start. We're going to take you to 50. So, 50 out of the 100, man. You might go to the top 200 after this. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Josh Taylor, hey. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, top 200. Oh, that's funny. He didn't let me add the attic because my shirt was dirty. <laughs> uh, they're talking <laughs> shit about the wild onion. Oh, oh yeah, wild shit. onion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's why I didn't let that N-word in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I'm going to start something new. Um, Jess, um, which Thanksgiving is pretty much around the corner. Three things you're grateful for. My kids, my own life, and just the basic things in life, really. I keep more than ever thinking about this, like, man, I'm just happy I have a bed to sleep in. Yeah. Hot shower. Like, things you take for granted every day. It's just like having good food to eat. Yeah. You take, like, after you have it for so long, you, you don't think about it anymore. But, like, sometimes you have to sit back and be like, hey, you know what? Okay. Like, this is, I'm happy with just that. That's awesome. And another thing I'm going to start doing with every guest is asking the three things that they're grateful for. If you could have a conversation with your younger self, what, what would that conversation be about? Oh, man. Uh, don't, don't give up on your dreams. Like, if you have a passion and you feel it, like, just keep doing it. Like, if it doesn't feel like work, just keep doing that. It doesn't have to make you money. It, it it can make you money, but it doesn't have to. Like, whatever that is, you'll know when it clicks. Like, it could be writing. It could be serving the community. Mm-hmm. It could be politics. It could be DJing, whatever. Like, don't stop doing it, though, because it's so easy to get caught up in life. Like, yeah. and, like, you're always like, yeah, I got to have a good time. Like, life isn't about, like, always having a good time. You get caught up in that shit, especially yeah. in art, like, in the field I was in, you know, throwing parties all the time, DJing, like. So that, that my younger self, my, my older self would say to my younger self, quit fucking around, get your shit together and just keep 
staying on the path. Because I used to write music. Oh, wow. And I rapped. I rapped with, like, and I used to have, like, so these shows in Northeast were rap parties. Okay. And so I bring in, like, <clears throat> the Unknown Prophets, uh, Brother Ali, like, all these local artists. They might not even remember. They might. I don't know. These are some of their first shows before they even got big, big. And they were performing at my parties. Nice. Yeah. And so and so I was rapping, too. But then I got caught. Those parties, I did drink. Okay. I was having a good time. <laughs> Brother Ali, man. He's the truth. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and a lot of these guys, yeah, super talented. Yeah, you know, underground hip-hop scene. That yes. was kind of where I started. So, yeah. Um, and that that would be my biggest regret. Now I'm writing again. I got songs. I got songs on, you know, Spotify, TikTok, all yes. on the streaming services. Yes. I got another one coming out on the uh, 21st. And I'm telling you, this one's a good song. I don't know, man. Like, I have so much like i've had so much like positive feedback about like this could be like a song you'd hear on the radio yeah you know yeah but, don't mind that <laughs> don't mind that that's my phone josh yeah. fucked up um so are you going are you having um an album, are you going to release an album do an album release party or yeah so so i'm working on the album it's kind of a slow process Okay. But yeah, <clears throat> I'm working with uh, Big Jess, who's part of the Unknown Prophets. Okay, um, he's got a studio in his house. Who also sober now. Nice. He's uh just ten months. No, nice. Ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's going through the same. And he and I didn't even know he really drank. He's like, yeah. I'm sober. I'm like, you didn't really drink. He's like, well, you know, that's his story. I'm not gonna tell yeah. it. But you know, he good for him. Sober. Yeah. Ten months. I don't think he's ever going back. Yeah. So and yeah, he's been producing the beats. And then, uh, you know, as uh, Mike Madison, the other part of Profits, he does photography. So he's been doing some of my photography. Nice. And he's been doing some of the track, like, music on the tracks. Yeah. So it's been it's been really cool, yeah. Nice. Well, like I said, I'm just happy for everything that you that you did in the past, like the party-wise, like providing entertainment. And, but I'm much more happy of the man that you became now, you know. That was, that was yeah, that was a season in life where, like I said, I thought I made it. Like, most people would be like, oh, cool. Like, I thought I was like, I made it. Yeah. But that's based off of where I was before that. And yes. a lot of people, like I said, don't know that story. Yeah. Matter of fact, when I was in, here's one. Okay, nobody knows this. So you're going to get it right here on the yeah. podcast, okay? When I was throwing parties at Barfly, I actually, that was a low point for me. I actually was homeless. I didn't even have a place to stay. Oh, wow. My cousin gave me uh, a spot to stay in North Minneapolis and had no heat. Um, matter of fact, I think there was a moment where there was no electricity, but I was sleeping there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had, yeah, and he stayed there for free. So thank you for that. But yeah, I was homeless. Like, and I was on my way to bar flight at a party and I, I got pulled over and didn't know my license was suspended. And they told my car on the way to a party that I was hosting. Nobody knew that. Wow. Not even, I didn't tell a soul when I got there. Wow. So the cops were like, you know, we're thinking about taking you in, but we're not. And they're like, jump in. We're going to give you a ride. Cops dropped me off at Barfly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm homeless. Because you know what? These parties didn't pay me much. Some of these, some of the, some of the nightclub owners, like I would struggle with. I'm like, hey, man. Like, I'm not making any money. These places are packed. And part of the problem was, unfortunately, was a lot of people would just get let in because I was collecting the door. And, like, you know, and 
it was just part of the game. Like, like you were part, like you were a bouncer, right? You were at the yeah. front door. You would just let, like, instead of someone being like, "Here's my ten dollars," you'd be like, "Oh, I know Freddie. Oh, Freddie, you gonna get me in?" And you would get him in, right? Yeah. Because that's just how it worked. And obviously, then I wouldn't get the ten bucks. Bucks, yeah. They and then they feel like they're, you know, because everybody felt like they were somebody. You know what I mean? So, man, I, it got to the point where it was like hundreds of people doing that shit. And I'm like, I'm not making any money, money man. Yeah. So, yeah. You live and you learn, man. So, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, I I never told that uh, story before. So, when when's the book coming out? Summer of 2022. Okay. Yeah. Uh, book's going to drop. Um, and then, uh, yeah, during that, yeah, I'm working on a bunch of other projects too, man. Nice, man. You'll have a book signing as well, you know? Dude, dude, we'll do it at the Wild Onion. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I didn't know, like the feedback I'd get and a lot of people are like, Oh, I want you to sign them. I'm like, what? I was like, hell yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I mean, cause, uh, I think it's going to be a great book, man. I honestly do. I feel like writing is like, it comes natural to me. Yeah. And like, especially when it's something that it's so easy to like talk about, like I have so much to talk about. Maybe if I run out of shit to talk about, maybe it'll get yeah. hard, but, um, uh, this book's just like, shh. You know, it's yeah. almost going to be like too much. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to read the book, man. And yeah. like I said, I'm happy to reconnect with you, man. We'll definitely be in touch more often. Yeah. I'm happy where you at now. Beautiful kids, marriage, wife. Well, well not not anymore. Uh, oh, <laughs> damn, I'm late to the game. Yeah, yeah, I was married. I was married. Most people know I'm not married anymore. Okay. Yeah. my uh, And that's probably why you've seen all my crazy ass posts on Facebook. Oh wow! I didn't think anything. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, not my, married anymore. All right. Well, yeah that that didn't end well. Well, my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> I, shit. But I, I still up. have my kids. Yeah, he got his kids. Kids didn't least. leave me. Yes, <laughs> he's got his kids. Yeah. Man. Well, on that note. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's all good, man. No, I, I for for a second I thought you were going to bring that up like one of your first questions, like, no. "Okay, what happened?" Yeah. Oh no, I, I still thought you were like I said. I still thought you were married. So. No, I'm for if 